Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot? How did all these nug rocks have me looking dumb hot with my eyes all bloodshot? Now that's a mugshot in the making. No need for Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. H cubed up in this bitch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're back with another episode. And before we start the episode, man, we just got to say, if fuck, I don't even know how to say this, but these Zamero broke up. They are definitely Ugh. one of our inspirations yes. uh, to do this shit. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and we got the news last week. Um, I don't do I don't know. if we, I, I don't know if we did an episode before we got the news. I don't think we did. But nonetheless, uh, we got the news that demo, that they split up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposedly a whole bunch of messy shit going on, and it's not just creatively they split up. Apparently, these niggas aren't getting along. Mm-hmm. And again, it, as a fucking Bodega High for Life member, you know what I mean? That shit hurt me to my core. You know what I mean? But in the in the spirit of the Bodega Hive and Bodega Boys, we're going to keep this shit rocking over here. You know what I mean? You goddamn right. And hopefully, our uh, boys, Deezus, and Kid Merrill, man, they could figure that shit out, man, because that's just some bullshit, man. I'm sure whatever it is, it could be figured out. With, probably with time is usually what does it with people, if it, if it can be figured out. But nonetheless, shout out to both of them, man. We're going to keep this shit rocking, you know what I mean? And hopefully, y'all can fuck with this episode, like how, you know, we fuck with, uh, you know, these memorable Dega boys, all that other exactly. shit. Exactly. So, shout out to them. Mad shout love. Them. Mad love to the rest of the hive also. Yes, sir. But yes, this week we are here to finally bring you the album review for Pusha T. It's almost dry. It came out this earlier this year. Um, young, yeah, this album cranks from front to back. Uh, I remember everybody always saying that one of the biggest things that they always have against Push is that they think that his beat selection is not always the best. Mm-hmm. And he kind of put that shit to rest on this one. I I can. I'd say there's only one song that really kind of irritates me with the beat on this mm. entire project. But it's again, it's one of those cases where I like the lyrics of the joint that it kind of makes up for it. So okay. like I can get over it because the song just is so hard. But we'll get into that when yeah. we get to that. Nah, definitely. And, um, you know, to me, I guess for you, Pusha T, I'm assuming, was Clips before anything. You know yes, I mean? sir. Clips and Malice. Clips, Malice. And uh, as you say, we'll get into it a little bit later. We got a, a sighting of Malice on this joint on the last track, which which I got to say, because I haven't heard them together in such a long time, it blows my mind how similar they sound. Yes, it, it has always done that for me. But like I have all you've I've always been able to tell Malice above push because Malice always again in his name, he always seemed to have that anger that, you know, that just harder vibe than push mm-hmm. had in his yeah. voice and in his lyrical style that's still here even for a man oh, yeah. who is like a born again christian and yeah, yeah, yeah. literally put down one of my favorite verses that i've heard this year oh yeah no he he killed this joint he killed this joint and honestly that that song is is one of my favorite songs i've heard in a long time but again we'll get to that when we get to the uh to the end of the album because it's the last song on the album there mm-hmm. but nonetheless uh like like i said for you it was clips it was early uh What's that drunk called? Uh, they're like their first. It's like no, it's the not, first album. 
the first there was like their first hit i think it was like a pharrell beat it was grinding grinding yeah, grinding, grinding grinding you know what i keep in lining uh-huh. there you go so you know what i mean talking about what like oh early old mid early like, to mid 2000s it's like it's yeah like 2003 ish 2004 ish i think is when they mm-hmm. really came when they started coming out and, and yeah. then you know from from then on maybe 2002 at the most because i think i think they were featured on and this is a deep cut because not a lot of people know this song but the mm-hmm. the group uh 702 they have a song called star and i think that was one of the first joints that the clips was on no yeah it's like it's like a, they're like one of those black pop groups three three female vocal groups that was from okay. like the early 2000s or the late 90s early 2000s mm. um yeah i think that was one of the first things i remember hearing them on and then shortly after that lord willing came out and it was a rap <laughs> yeah no nah, definitely definitely um so for me uh personally I kind of remember that era of, of Pusha T and Clips you know uh, Malice and Pusha T Clips mm-hmm. but to be honest, for me, um, the Pusha T that I know, I guess, best of would be uh, after he joined Good Music with Kanye. Yep. Um, I, you know, to, you know, you you just mentioned that a lot of arguments against, uh, you know, Pusha T and Clips throughout the years has been their beat selection, and uh, once he joined uh, Kanye and Good Music, um, you know, you have arguably one of the best producers, at, at least, you know. It, in, in people's eyes, I think in, in hip hop in, in Kanye West. And I don't know. I, I think uh, when you look back through this album and uh, the past album that Daytona, I think we reviewed it on here as well. Yep. Both amazingly produced albums. And again, this is another example that Kanye is still in there somewhere deep in the fucking craziness because when he, all right, cause Pusha T isn't going to let him make some bullshit for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Isn't going to let him get too experimental. And there's a lot, of really good hip hop production on this album, in my opinion. Facts. You know what I mean? And and to the point where it, it just it legitimately sounds like the old Kanye. And if I'm not mistaken, Kanye had a touch on every on every song in this album. So it, it would sound like he did. Cause I couldn't think of too many other producers. Like I thought maybe one of them might have been Swiss Beats. Um, but I can see where it would definitely be Kanye's finger touched on it too, because it's a little more. I hate to say it because it sounds like I'm degrading Swiss beats, but it like the beat sounds a little classy to be a, a Swiss beats typical production. Look, I'm gonna be honest with you, and again, this, this is a conversation we could have a different day because this might be a little blasphemous here. <laughs> but honestly, though, I've never really been a fan of Swiss beats beats all that much. They're, they're kind of like cartoonish, kind of just like. I mean, very, I, I, I always said even back in the day, it sounded very like what, what was that shit called? Like, uh, um, I can't remember what that basic ass program everybody used to have to fucking uh, uh, oh, uh Fruity Loops. Loops. Yeah, I always said that his beats when they first started sounded like some shit that anybody could make on Fruity Loops. Mm-hmm. Cause it was all yeah, just I, like a bunch of like synth drums and shit, like yeah. real hard. I was like, oh damn, okay, yeah. Nah, one hundred percent. I again, I, I just, I just never been that big of a fan of, of, uh, of Swiss Beats. But nonetheless, again, the second album that is uh, exclusively produced by Kanye, I think it might have been his last on Good Music, if I'm not mistaken. I think Pusha T left Good Music after this, after this album. I'm, I could be mistaken. I didn't hear that, but I mean, wasn't he the CEO of Good Music? So yeah, no, definitely. And um, I mean, personally, I think it has something to do with Kanye, you know, being friends with Drake again because we we all know that you know Pusha T. And, and, and let, let, let's just talk about that real quick. Pusha yeah. T. Um, I think with his handling of the Drake beef, 
he honestly, I think he he became like a Hall of Famer rapper. Aside from the music, the music he's always been a really good rapper. Mm-hmm. He's always had really good delivery, a flow. But I feel like the fact that he took on the biggest rapper in the game and won the beef, mm-hmm. like he won. Dog. There's no even Drake fans will agree that he won this beef. Oh yeah. Um and, and 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 you know who knows how they are if they're still beefing or whatever Drake and him, but nonetheless he took on the beef. He didn't have to. Uh, the he could have gotten meek milled with back to back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that still to this day uh, is affecting Meek's career, in my opinion. Because you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think I think when you kind of look weak at any given point in time of your career. Um, it, 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 it travels with you, you know what I mean? So, especially as a battle rapper, as Meek was exactly. known as, exactly, you know what I mean? So, I'm sure his confidence might have been affected, but you know, with the whole uh, push a t shit, you know, I think it came firing every fucking song that he shot at Drake. So, you know, I, I just think all of that it, it, it revitalized his career for, for sure, mm-hmm. and it brought a lot of attention to his music, which is why I feel like these last two albums are considered to be really good albums as a consensus because a lot of people are listening to them because of the whole Drake thing. He got a lot of attention on him now. Is he going to talk about Drake? Was he going to talk about da, da, da? And I I just like the fact that he's followed up these disses with really good music. You know what I mean? No pun intended. <laughs> I agree with you. I mean, like you said, the fact that he's had these two albums, both great beat selections, the lyrics were always on point, so we knew that that was going to be the you know the outcome. Like mm-hmm. it just makes more of a well-rounded album. It's not like you can say, oh yeah, I mean you know some of the beats are trash, but you know blah blah. blah. There's no excuses on these joints. They're both legit because all the way through they were meticulously crafted. So I fuck with it. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. But let's go ahead and dive on into the yes, first. Sir. Um, y'all already know how we do this. We're going to talk about uh, songs that we like and if we didn't like and then give y'all a final score at the end of it all. Yep. So let's go ahead and dive into number one, which is Brambleton. Uh-huh. Um, and this is the first song on the album, obviously. Uh, I like this because I like this joint because it, it it's, he starts off rapping as soon as the beat drops. Like as soon as I think it's like a brief like you're going to die thing in the beginning. And then he just starts rapping immediately. So immediately the joint starts. Um I thought this joint was dope. It was a it was a nice kind of chill type of beat, I would say, and I, th- I thought it was a good song to start off the album. Um, he he touches on the the DJ Vlad interview that mm-hmm. um, I think he interviewed his ex manager, if I'm not mistaken. I think is who it was. I think that's who that was. Yeah, and essentially what that guy was saying was that Pusha T's a fraud and the things he raps about. He was the one who was doing it, so he was pretty much rapping about his life. Um, and Pusha T, you know, essentially talks about that on this track and. Covers it a little bit, but um, yeah, I, th- I thought I thought that was I thought that was important because you know he kind of just addresses it early on, mm-hmm. and essentially is like, yo, like, look, man, if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't be where you was at too. So he kind of addressed that, and I, th- I thought it was dope. I thought it was dope overall sonically. I thought the music sounded good, and I thought it was a good opening track. I agree with you. Great opening track, and it's just one of many. It's the first of establishing him himself. Okay, how am I trying to say this? It's the first track in him establishing all across this album that this nigga is the big homie. Come to him because basically ain't nobody doing it that ain't done it like basically he's done it. Nobody else can do it like he can do yep. it. Blah blah yep. blah. You know what I'm saying? He's he's on his he's on his big nigga shit right now. Mm-hmm. And he's just letting everybody like it's a it's kind of just like, okay, fuck it. I'm I'm tired of being humble type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yep. I fuck with it. And and I, I love this as the opening track. I fucking think that this beat is incredible. 
It was a great yeah. way to open it. And like you said, I love it going right from the beginning. Just serious off cut going at mm. everybody talking about this shit. It's great to for people to get that out the way so you can, you know, don't have to worry about, okay, well, what's he going to say? Okay, this was barely important. So we're going to throw it as, as a line in the first track and then we're going to jump in and handle business. So yeah, I fuck with that. No, I, I agree. And again, just to throw this out there, um, I'm probably going to say this about every song, but <laughs> Coke bars. Yes. Right? It's a lot of them on this track, on this album. Um, if you don't know that by now, you've never heard of Pusha T. <laughs> yeah, it can't be. Because, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, people, um, they like to discredit or, 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 or you know, just I, that subject uh, content is always the same for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he very rarely uh, goes off track on that. You could argue that some of that happened in, the, in this um, in this album. But I still think when the delivery is good, when the flows are good, when the songs don't sound repetitive, when they have great instrumentals behind them. I think it, you know, I think it doesn't matter. Um, as long as he's given a cohesive project, I think that I'm, I'm all right with that. You know yeah. what I mean? Even if that's, if he's only touching on those subjects, I'm cool with that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought, I thought this was a good, like I said, good opening track. And um, yeah. Like, and let's be serious. He's the best in his lane of Coke rap, right? There's other yeah. niggas that are the best in their lane for whatever style of rap it is that they do. And no mm-hmm. one ever goes on there saying oh this is all this nigga ever talk about blah 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 no that's what he talks about because that's his that's his lane he's the most comfortable in that lane he can kill it in that lane you know what i'm saying it's not like push hasn't gone out of the coke bar lane and given us other shit before especially when he's like featured on other people's stuff but it's just like we know that push has the ability to rap like let's just do it but i mean this is his lane and he's one of the best in that lane so i mean drake has his little singing rapping lane he's the best in that lane let, mm. let him have that even though people like me will get on him about singing but that's a whole different subject uh mm. you know what i'm saying like you um you know all these little niggas thug young thug little, all of them they all rap about a lot of the same shit all the time but they're mm. the best in that lane about that subject you know what i'm saying so that's it's true, yeah. so whenever they talk about it people don't give a fuck that that's what they talk about a lot but if for some reason it's always been a knock on push a t and i've always had an issue with that see i ain't gonna lie i think that even if you're the biggest coke dealer in the world, you're going to have to have a soft spot, soft spot for some shawty out there. So I feel like there should have been that fucking R&B type of joint in here with some, well, like LMA or, you know, some... You look, know, look, he, he did that with the clips, bro. <laughs> yeah, Remember, I Ma, I don't love her. <laughs> don't listen to her words. <laughs> I mean, that's a bad example, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's still, it was still a song for the ladies. For sure. No, for sure. Look, I, I'm not saying there got to be four, three, four songs. For yeah, I know what you mean. I'm, I just love it, man. I just wish it could have been... Like, I feel, and, and I, I'll, I'll tell you what song it is when we get there, but I feel like there's one song that I feel like is kind of fillerish, kind of, and I would probably replace that with like a, you know... Something like that, like yeah. A, Something like that. I don't know. I feel like that could that could work, but hey, <laughs> okay, let's 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 go on to the second joint. All right, the second joint is "Let the Smoker Shine the Coops." Um, I love this beat. This beat is hard as fuck. Uh, yeah. I love. I just wrote the fact that he calls himself the Cocaine Doctor Seuss. That <laughs> joint made me laugh every time I heard it. I just couldn't help it because it's just such a bad juxtaposition. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> All I can no, see really is, is the motherfucking cat in the hat, and he takes off his hat, and there's a brick of cocaine under it. That's what I keep imagining. Nigga, that should be, like, if this song was a single, that should be the cover for this single. No, boo. It's, 
is is Dr. Seuss taking his hat off and there being a fucking brick of coke on his head. <laughs> but yo, this joint lyrically driven as fuck. Uh, I I love this joint. Um, I mean, like I said, again, on this whole album, this is another example of him being on his cocky shit, being on his I'm the nigga shit, basically. I mean, this, I find nothing wrong with this song. I fucking love this song. It's one of my favorite things, one of my favorites on the on the album, and it's one of my favorites to bump in the car because the bass bangs like that. Oh, yeah. Now, this is, this is 100%. Uh, gym music, one hundred percent. You want to run on the treadmill, get mm-hmm. a good jogging. You want to get a good pump in. This is that joint. Or if you want to ride around, feeling like you fucking moved seventy <laughs> bricks of coke in the last seventy two hours, then this is the song you put on. Uh, I put down fly coke talk. Is again a lot more coke talk. Um, one of the things that I like was the little piano breakdown in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that was really dope. Um, and then another thing too, and again, this is something that is is is, is um, it's throughout the whole album. The length of these songs are they're like a perfect length. I feel pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like between, the, I think these songs are between like two to no more than three minutes long. Yeah. I don't think there's a song over three minutes on here. And I just feel like, you know, people mention all the time the death of the third verse that like artists don't have third verses anymore. And you know what? I'm actually behind that. I feel like, I feel like because of there's so much music out there because of our attention span being so shitty now because of social media and True. fucking smoking weed all day and shit like that. <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know. Personally, as a listener, I prefer more of the more than times than not for songs to be shorter and i feel like that's how it used to be i feel like back in the day if there was a song that was like five minutes long that'd be like an anomaly yeah it it would be the song that had like multiple people on it like i'm saying Mm -hmm. but like yeah i i kind of agree with you i like these shorter verses because it's literally like getting to the point you know what i'm saying like every one of these songs gets right to the point for sure so you know i agree i agree um but to, to, to back to what you were stating, I think the beat was fucking ridiculous on this joint. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sample in the background, I have no idea what it's saying, but I, I, I like to scream it when it says it. It's like, or some shit like that. <laughs> yep. And uh, I don't know, again, that sounds like a Kanye sample loop right there. So I have no doubt that he produces beat. But um, yeah, really dope, really dope song. Uh, let's go on to number three, though. Uh, again, featuring Mr. Kanye, uh, Dreaming of a Past. And I just thought this was a really dope uh, uh, production right here because, again, very stripped down instrumental. Essentially, it's just a loop of of a, of a sample, whatever sample it is, uh, with very minimal, if any, drums to it. And I thought it was re- done really well. I thought it was done really well. Um, I thought that, uh, you know, uh, Pusha killed it. And even Kanye at the end, where I think he dropped like around like six to eight bars. I thought he killed it too. I liked his voice on the joint. I thought he sounded very, like I don't know, he sounded a little different. But um, I thought I thought Kanye did a good job on this too, on the hook, and on the beat. So overall, good song, fire song. I overall like the beat. The one thing, and I've I've said this before, is when you have like, when you're using something in the beat, uh, some type of sample, and somebody singing words, like I hate it when that is played over someone rapping. Because sometimes the background singing from that from that clip can be more powerful or powerful enough to that I can't always hear what the person is saying. So like that's one of the that's the only thing my only gripe about this song is that right there. But lyrically, this niggas kill the nigga killed it. Um, I did like the few bars that Kanye did, but I was just like, 
I don't know. I don't think it necessarily had to be there for me. Um, because it was just so short and kind of off topic. Um, but I mean, like, it is what it is. It was a good, it was a good little, like, you know, six bars like it did. But like, to me personally, I don't think it really needed to quite be there for the song to be a great song. Like for me, his part can be taken off and it can still be really good or it can be kept on and it can still be really good. It's just, it's just kind of weird that you get featured on a song, but then like, you know, especially a beat that you made, but you don't really say much of anything. You know, well, I mean, all right. And here's the thing too, that um, I think we have to consider is that there's a good chance that Pusha T actually wrote all of Kanye's part because Pusha T has been ghostwriting for Kanye for like the last like at least three four years. Mm. Um, maybe not every song, but a lot of songs. Like I, I've I've seen that he's he's has a lot of uh, writing credits for Kanye. And again, being that this is a Pusha song, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if he wrote that for him. Even though there was a lot of very um, you know personal lines for Kanye, mm-hmm. but obviously if you're a writer, you're able to do that and yeah. you know use Kanye's you know thing and 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 write bars for him but yeah no i mean i i don't know i I personally liked it i I felt like it was very um seamless the the transition between pushes the end of pushes uh second verse and kanye's uh part came on i personally thought it was it was cool um but no i i do agree that when when going back to what you were saying about the sample being a little too loud or just kind of playing over uh during the verse i like when the hook has the vocal yes. uh, sample, mm-hmm. and then I like when the verse comes on that they kind of just play the um, the the uh, whatever instrument uh, instruments are playing for the sample, like mm-hmm. no vocal samples, just straight up instrumentation samples. Uh, I, I feel like you know, like you said, that that just allows for a cleaner listen and you're able to really hear what the fuck is going on. Exactly, but, but that uh, is also a very Kanye thing to use as a, a, a vocal sample over. So, or laying over or laying I guess the lyrics of someone rapping laying over a sample of someone singing because he's done it with with uh with uh Cameron and them before he's done it with Jay-Z but even that song even the Cameron song it, it doesn't it, um it's 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 um is it is down and out is that does that one play uh over the verse because I'm having a hard time remembering if it does or doesn't but I, I guess that goes, that's minimal. I guess that 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 could you could you could kind yes, of play it off. Yes, it doesn't do the whole thing. It just goes down, down, yeah, down and down. Like yeah. It goes like that. It goes that over and over again during the chorus, and then it then it goes. It just basically plays again. So yeah, it, go, it, it repeats itself. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like I said, y'all know me though. I, I love samples more than the next guy. And I, I just, to me, that's why I kind of like listening to beats just by themselves sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I don't know. I just feel like people are able to, certain type of producers, Just Blaze, Kanye, Jay Dilla, Knife Wonder, they're able to do magic, like like legitimately compose brand new songs off of other songs. Mm-hmm. That that it's amazing. You know, it, that's it's a amazing. talent. It's a very it's a it's a refined talent. It really is. You know, a lot of people hate on it, saying that you know you're not making your own sound, da, da da da. But I would argue different. I would argue against that because I feel like it takes so much more to be able to get something that somebody already did and make it your own to the point where people don't even sometimes realize where the sample is even coming from. Mm-hmm. So that's what's crazy to me. But. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, 
We'll go ahead and slide back, slide right into number four, uh, Neck and Wrist, featuring Jay Z and Pharrell. Now, this is the uh, this is the first one that he released, the first track off this joint that he released. Mm. Um, I remember hearing it on the Breakfast Club. Uh, I I really do fucking <laughs> love this beat. It's a very Neptune sounding beat. Oh yeah, yeah. And sure. that actually takes me back. So like, I really, really, <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I'm not gonna lie. Um, mm. It's very, very chill. And at the same time, for me, like, it just gives me, like, I don't know. There's, like, there was a vibe that you could get from the clips where whether they were either on a really driving beat or on a chill beat, they still had, like, a chill demeanor about them, but still yeah. was able to bring, like, you know, the, the thunder with it. So mm-hmm. I, I was, like, this this kind of reminds me of that where it's a really chill beat, but you still, like, get that, like, kind of almost dangerous point across. Yeah. Um, and I love Jay's verse. Um basically shitting on everyone and i put in quotes respectfully <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent. no um so for for me um personally i i like half of the hook and the other half i i like i just didn't i wasn't the biggest fan of it like i like the neck and wrist on live part mm-hmm. but i don't really like the uh whatever he says yeah um uh I told you the floor or something, something. We could film our own narcos. Like I don't know. I, I just wasn't the biggest fan of that part. Nor was I the, actually the biggest fan of uh, of Pusha's verse on here. You know, to to kind of go against what you were just saying. I just wasn't really feeling. Uh, wasn't really feeling him on this joint. But I will say that I think Jay's part was fucking great. Mm-hmm. I think he came in and killed his joint. Um, I think he, he he addressed something that a lot of people, and I don't know if he has done it before in the past, but he addressed the whole oh if Biggie was alive you wouldn't be where you're at now uh, yeah scenario where um you know he said you know pretty much he said look a lot of people are saying that I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in had Biggie still be alive but little did y'all know if Biggie was still alive y'all would have just got the commission which I looked it up and I didn't know that. But this is apparently a planned, uh, like group that was supposed to be made between Biggie and 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 uh, and Jay. What? So yeah, I looked it up and I looked up the lyric and somebody was like, yeah, you know, before Biggie died, Jay and and Biggie were supposed to be a group. They were supposed to like, you know, wow. I don't know if it was supposed to be long term or just for you know a project yeah. album. But nonetheless, that. And again, I thought that was dope because it's it's kind of like he's saying, "Look, man, like the only thing that would have changed if Biggie would have been alive is that y'all would have got that. But everything that I did, I would still be here. So that's that was really dope to me. Just like again, subtly talking this shit, and I I just love a subtle flex, you know. At, oh, yeah. at my at my grown and sexy age of thirty years or twenty nine years old, I, I'm starting to I'm starting to love a subtle flex. You know what I mean? All that loud rah rah shit." Starting to leave in my past a little bit, you know. what I mean, I love a good subtle flex, and I thought this verse was a perfect example. Of that. Often, the ones that cut the deepest are the ones that sound the nicest. Oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> but yeah, let's 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 go on to number five though. Uh, just so you remember, and this is actually again a more stripped down uh, beat slash song. Uh, very minimal drums, if any, on here. It's kind of just the uh, the instrumental playing in the background, mm-hmm. um, but I thought this was done very well. I thought that it it's it's hard to sound good on a beat this slow and this stripped down, but I thought Pusha sounded very like you know to to quote what you were saying about Malice before like aggressive 
and kind of just very like I don't want to use the word mean, but I guess that's kind of what I would say here. Like, he just sounds like mean, and he pretty much is just saying like all these things, just so people remember who who they dealing with. You know, he's mm-hmm. mentioning all this money, all this coke talk, and I just thought it was a dope song, another braggadocious song, letting people know who Pusha is essentially. So I thought this joint was dope. I agree with you. I, I fucking love the little intro that they have to this joint. I think that joint kills. Um, let me see. Basically, I was like, it's like pushes basically like, look, I'm on the top of the mountain now. You know, I've been in this zone for a minute. I'm looking down on all the little niggas to see how everybody's working and moving. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, again, him, he's he's the top dog when it comes to this coke shit and ain't nobody doing nothing new that he ain't already done before. Like, he's yep. just basically like, it's like, it's like, it's like when you get in trouble when you're younger. And your parents are just like, you think you slick? You think you ain't you ain't done nothing that I didn't try when I was your age? This ain't mm-hmm. new. Ain't nothing you doing right now is that's new. Pretty much what you're I, saying. Basically, so I, that's the way I equated it the whole time. And it's just like, yep. and it's a very like, and I don't want to say that he's like, I don't want to say because it's like, I don't want to say he's talking down to niggas the whole time, but he kind of is like, like respectfully talking down to niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's just like but on this song it's just really really out there like that um and of course i think it's a double threat uh for the last for push's last line in the song and the singer's last line in the song because they're both pretty threatening things tomorrow never comes until it's too late mm-hmm. yeah hell yeah nah. I, and that's another thing too that I, I thought the uh the sample right there i'm not sure where it's from but again connie has a way of finding these really dope random ass samples and i just thought that that was a really dope uh, sample. It's funny. I was listening to that shit, and I think um, the sample says it's only Monday, and I was like, "God damn it! It really is only fucking Monday." <laughs> and tomorrow never comes. Yeah, all that. Yeah, that that shit was just dope all around. I thought this was a really dope song. Like I said, I feel like it takes a lot to execute uh, uh, a good flow over these kind of beats. You could sound either offbeat or you could just sound boring over these kind of beats. But Push did n- neither of the above, so I thought that was really dope and just a good overall change of pace. I feel. All right, uh, number six is Diet Coke. Uh, I didn't really have too much to say about this. Um, I was kind of iffy about this this track. Um, the beat is hard. I love the mixing with the, the, the sample that they use for Fat Joe of him continuously saying crack or some form of that shit. And isn't this the one where he said today's price is not yesterday's price like at the beginning? It's actually yesterday's price oh, yeah. is not today's There you price, go. There yes, you go. Yes, you're right. You're right. Messing shit up already. <laughs> I'm high as shit. Let me know. Uh, but, um, yeah, again, this is another John just him talking his shit. Uh, the whole Diet Coke thing, I'm over here just like, I've been, I've been a little like, I don't want to say I'm confused about it, but I want to say like, is he talking about Coke that's like cut down hard? Cause I know he's not talking about Diet Coke as in the soda. So that's what I'm, that's the only thing that I can assume is that it's like some really, really cut shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming he's telling niggas like, "Oh, y'all buying that cheap ass dirt fucking coke that y'all yeah. got over there? That's what y'all buying that. That's what I would assume that he was talking about. Okay, and I don't know. I I just thought that that was again. He kind of mentions that he's laughing at niggas for, for getting that shit. <laughs> um, and again, that's a, that's the type of fucking coke bar rapper this nigga is. <laughs> he's over here laughing at niggas' product, like yo. Get this shit out of here, dog. Just, don't just like, this shit. I don't even want to see it, dog. <laughs> nah, he laughing at you, niggas. But um, but me personally, this is one of my favorite songs in the album. Uh, I think the beat is fucking crazy. It just, again, it's simple, 
but it's fucking crazy. Like mm-hmm. it, it really is like a like an old school sounding beat. I feel it has a very kind of boom bap style to a certain extent. And uh, I thought this joint was dope, man. I thought this joint was real dope. Uh, again, like I said, one of my favorite joints on here. Um, and yeah, he, he's he's laughing at niggas with diet coke, <laughs> pun, pun intended. So, yeah, okay, so I don't feel so, I don't feel so bad now. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> but let's go on to uh, number seven, which uh, is rock and roll featuring Kanye and Kid Cudi. And um, again, for me, uh, one of my favorite songs as well. Um, I thought this was a, a change of pace on the album. Uh, I thought this was kind of like a more pop, hip hop sounding kind of beat. It, it, I, I wasn't expecting Pusha T to sound good on this joint. Like this kind of didn't really sound like his wheelhouse for me. Mm-hmm. But I think he fucking killed it. I thought the delivery. I thought you know the content of the song. I thought everything about the joint was really good, um, including uh, Kid Cudi. I think Kid Cudi on the hook. He killed it, and even his little—he uh, did the little uh, harmonizing, the humming at the end of the joint. So yeah, you know, I'm not—I'm not huge on Kid Cudi, but I was really impressed with how he sounded on this joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. So yeah, no, I, I, look, I, I really enjoyed this track. Um, I think it's one of the better tracks on here. It's one of the more polished sounding tracks on here. I feel. True. I, mean, I thought the joint was dope. Now the only the only issue I had on this joint, I think Push kills his couple verses again. Cuddy sounds great on the hook. Now I think that I, I, maybe I'm wrong because I'm <laughs> you like to tell me I'm wrong a lot. <laughs> but I felt I felt like Kanye's verse was a little odd, and it kind of sounded like a verse of 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 ad libs at first because it wasn't mm-hmm. like it wasn't con- completely like cohesive like like you know just like straight bars bars it was like mm. him saying a couple things and then a couple more things and then a couple more things and then he like string together like you know a quick like couple bars together and then a couple more things so at this time it just kind of sounded like at points he was just like whoop whoop like just doing like random ad libs a lot and i was just like all right cool you know it is it is what it is on this joint but i was like he could have got like maybe someone else that would have been better on this with them but then again with a more poppy sound now that i'm now that i'm thinking about it after you said it was a more poppy sound i was like you know what he is right it is more of a popper poppyish sound like more like a radio play sound maybe the people i thought that would replace kanye would not be great for that because it would give just more credence to like the cocaine slash like gangster element of shit because i was like put like jada kiss on that joint you can put rick ross on that joint uh maybe fat joe depending on how he decided to to rhyme that day (laughs) i don't know about that's why I said depending on how he decided to rhyme that day. Maybe yeah, the maybe the baby, you know, clean up his clean was, up his bars a little bit. I was thinking, you know, it's funny you say that because when you said uh, first of all, I actually just to address it, I I like Kanye's uh part on here, but if if we had to replace him with somebody, I personally feel like uh Lil Baby would have been good on here mm-hmm. as well. I think that um this beat kind of sounds something that Lil Baby could work with. Um mm-hmm. again, you hear how how uh, Kid Cudi kind of harmonized his way on his joint. And I feel like uh, Lil Baby, he's kind of in that ballpark, kind of the harmonizing, kind of, but still rapping. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he could have killed a, a verse on his joint. Um, I'm surprised we didn't have a Lil Baby joint on here. I thought that would have been dope. But yep. uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, personally, like I said, I, I didn't have a problem with Kanye's verse. Uh, he, he did do that, what you were mentioning, where he kind of took like, a, a bar or two off and it was just the instrumental playing personally like i said i don't have a problem with that um but hey to, to, to each his own i thought this one was dope though all around 
Uh, I think it's one of the more, I think, I don't know if it's a single on the album, but it, it has a little star next to it on Apple Music. So Sounds I like it, a, it probably is. Song. Yeah. But I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's a good song overall. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from it. I was just like, if I had to restructure that one part just for me. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> All right, let me go to number eight, Call My Bluff. Um, This is probably one of the most chillest beats on here, like Mm -hmm. tempo-wise. He kind of has like, I feel like he kind of hit like just like the the basic flow to keep with the beat for the first verse, and then kind of switched it up a little bit in the the consecutive verses. Um, So I I was fucking with Dex. I was like, okay, don't do this the whole way through. Don't Rick Ross me on this joint. But, you know, Mm -hmm. push push to this thing. Um... What was I saying? Why can't see? I can't even read my shit on with my own glasses. God damn it! Uh, basically, says could fuck with some people, but has uh the squad that actively looks to not get locked up. So that's why he don't fuck with a lot of people because these niggas is out here like actively doing dumb shit and like putting mm-hmm. the, the eye of the law on them. So he's again like looking down on the little niggas as the big homie, saying, "Yo, y'all gonna get y'all shit fucked up? Why you think we don't come around hanging with y'all niggas or fuck with y'all niggas like that?" So exactly. I, I like this joint because it's just like, honestly, like I feel like probably a lot of a lot of people who who are in that game <laughs> could learn a lot of shit from what he's talking right now. Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's probably a whole lot of of flashiness and all that other dumb shit that goes on in that game, uh, where you make you can possibly have the eyes of the law looking on you a lot more yeah. than you think that they are. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And again, we we're we're seeing that so much right now with Young Thug, with everybody in YSL, with a lot of different rappers. If we're being honest, mm-hmm. uh, where, where people think that you know because they're they're rappers that they're gonna get a pass, and oh, uh, you know, I haven't gotten arrested yet. That must mean that I'm not gonna get arrested. Mm-hmm. Nope. That just means they ain't gonna arrest you yet. Mm-hmm. That's all that means. Because they're waiting for so, something uh, bigger. Exactly. Or they're waiting for the bigger fish to come up, or they wait something. There's a reason for it. And believe me, they got their eyes on you. So 100%, I, I agree. Um, I think this is a, a definitely a good, a good, uh, you know, shout out to that in that regard. But um, yeah, like you said, chill, super chill ass beat. His delivery is super chill. Mm-hmm. He's talking his shit. He's talking about eating fucking buffalo shrimp. <laughs> He's talking about some some fly shit. You know Hell what I mean? Yeah. So, so I, you know, I thought this one was dope too. Like I said in, in my shit right here. He's telling his ops to call his bluff, pretty much to pull up. He wants all the smoke. He don't believe motherfuckers, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought, again, another braggadocious, but in a very subtle, fly, chill way to the point where if you just have this song playing in the background and you're not really listening to it, you kind of just have it on like at a cookout or something, mm-hmm. it'll be just some chill shit. Yeah. It won't even be no super aggressive shit. So Somebody grandma will I, be like, hold on, what did he say? <laughs> like, uh-huh, <I> <laughs> after a little uh-huh. while. Uh, like shit. No, really though. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I thought this one was really dope. Um, like I said, uh, really, really chill, dope beat. So overall, good song. Facts. So let's go on though to number nine, which is off the top featuring Lil Uzi and Don Tolliver. Now let me just say this: when I first seen Uzi's name on here, I was confused, wasn't sure what to expect, <laughs> and let me just say. That I was very impressed by Uzi on this joint. Same. Very, very impressed by uh, by Uzi on this joint. And again, I'm sure that you know somebody from Philly will probably tell us like, bro, he's from Philly. The nigga came up rapping. He might be on this little mumble rap shit, but the nigga's from Philly. And you know, the truth is that 
you know, you're influenced a lot by where you're from. And I think that he proved that, you know, he definitely got those Philly roots in him on this joint in in in, in his verse. And I think he killed it. Um, at first, I actually thought it was him on the hook. But it turns out that that was actually Don Tolliver. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, no, nah, I, I thought the beat, again, it, it kind of catered to Uzi a little bit. It was very, again, more of like a popish kind of. It wasn't really a push it sound. It, like, it sounds different from a lot of what's on this album. But I thought it was a good change of pace. I think Pusha still kept his, you know, he still stayed with, with everything on his joint. And, uh, yeah, I think everybody did a really good job. I think the, the hook is is very catchy. Uh, the melody of the hook is very catchy. So mm-hmm. shout out to Don Tolliver for, for killing that. But, yeah, overall, man, really just surprised in a very good way for this song. Okay. Now let me go ahead and be the old nigga. Oh. So I'm gonna have to go ahead and look up the lyrics to the to to the hook to the chorus, because I still don't know what all of them are, just because oh, I could because I couldn't understand everything that Don Tolliver was singing. Not again. It doesn't again. Like you said, it doesn't really matter because I like you said I like the flow of how it went. It works beautifully with the melody. It went beautifully with the song. But I just need to look those lyrics up because I want to know what the okay. nigga said. <laughs> that fair was enough, that was my enough. old nigga moment. But. I love the beat of this joint. Again, Uzi surprised the fuck out of me, just like he did with you. Um, I was not, I was not worried about push on this joint at all. I think that they, yeah. I thought that hint, like you said, I thought it was gonna be very strange to have Uzi Vert and Push on the same track. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what to expect, and I didn't yep. expect this. So, I gotta give it to them for putting something together. Honestly, I gotta give it to a lot of these new niggas that are working with old niggas and old uh, female artists, whatever it may be, section. Because, yeah, there's been some really good collaborations lately that I didn't think were gonna happen. Like, the, um, I mean, completely off topic, but on Mary J's new album, she had one with uh, Fivo Foreign. And I had no... Uh what? Fabio Foreign. I, I just got to correct you. Fabio Foreign. Oh, Fabio Foreign. What did I say? Fivo? Oh, Fabio Foreign. <laughs> sorry. She had a joint with Fabio Foreign, and that joint yeah. cranks, dog. And it's yeah, still yeah. S- smoothly R&B with, like, the drill sound to it, which is, like, mm-hmm. something I, I was not prepared for because I've never heard some yeah. shit like that. But getting back to topic on this joint, um, again, Pusha's verse is very disrespectful to the Pushes mm-hmm. below calling them all his sons at the end of every sentence like yep. now when you say or my son, when you call someone my son or my boy or you know boy or something like that you're talking down to them as in I'm 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 the man above you you have you listen to me because I'm that nigga yep. right blah 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 so like i think that this is one of the most Outwardly re- disrespectful songs. <laughs> yeah, you could argue that you on this joint. Um, but it's still a fucking vicious ass song. I was surprised like shit again. Uh, I like Don Tolliver, even though he's electronically enhanced with the with the you know with the with the with the voice shit. I still mm. fuck with the way that he sounded on this joint. It married very well with the beat. So I yeah. have to, I really got to give it to them with this one. This ended up being one of my favorite tracks on here, and I was not yeah, prepared too. for that. No, me neither. Me neither. And um, I, I just feel like it's um, this is a song that it fits right in to, you know, a lot of people when you talk about like, quote unquote, real rap or like, you know, somebody like Pusha T or, you know, people in that realm, you might be like, oh, they don't have nothing that you could play at a party or like for the for the ladies mm-hmm. or like, you know, just an overall that this song, like it has all that fly uh, shit talking, coke talk, but over a more digestible in today's age type of beat mm-hmm. is what I feel. So, and again, the same is true for Uzi on this joint as it is for Pusha T. I feel like both of them 
uh, you know, delivered. And again, I just think it's a more digestible track in today's age. Not not for us, but just in today's age as a whole. And yeah, overall, just uh, number ten. Hear me clearly, featuring Nigo or Nigo. I'm not really yeah, sure. Yeah. Nigo. Yeah, I'm, I've never actually. That, that's that's the nigga who uh, Neptune's. Hmm? Yeah. What the eight? No, the nigga's name was Chad. No, nah, it's Nigo. No, the Asian dude's name was Chad. Nigo, somebody. Hold on. <laughs> hold on, dog. Hold on. Hold on, bro. Nigo, somebody. Nah, the Asian dude. I mean, I guess that's a new name he goes by. He used to go by Chad. Uh, hold on. This guy. I don't know if you can see. Oh no, that's somebody different. Oh, it, it might be. Yes. And maybe he got fat. I don't know. Oh, this is just. He's a DJ though, so I'm guessing he produced this joint. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so he actually, okay, so he was just he just was a collaborator with Pharrell. He wasn't actually part of Neptune's. I take that back. Okay, okay. See, I'm talking about. See, I know my man was named Chad. All right. Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was definitely wrong on that, but nah, he he was a um he was just a collaborator with uh with uh Pharrell in general, and he he um if I'm not mistaken, he made the brand Bape. So for those of y'all that see all those, you know, the babe sweaters and all that shit. So he did that. But yeah, apparently he also had a touch on this on this song as well. I'm assuming production wise. All right. Well, I, f- I fucked with this joint. Uh, I like the beat on this joint. I think that uh, it was very, very push push centric sounding. Um, yeah. Uh, also, the strong chorus um, sounds like a threat. Once again, I said uh, mm-hmm. I really, really fucked with the old school Vince Carter reference on dunking the ball. Like that shit was yep. fucking hilarious, and it like I caught it. I think the second time that I listened to it, I, I caught it all the way, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And it just gave me like flashbacks of watching NBA back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. Again, lessons in privacy and keeping your business to yourself, staying out of the for eye, sure. just all of that other stuff. So he's just again making it clear for everybody what's going on, what you what you should be doing, how you need to go ahead and move. Uh, very yep. well done song. Um, I fucked with it really hard. And if Nigo did the beat on this joint, uh, fucking that joint was nice, dog. That that joint, it, it sounds like something where, <coughs> excuse me, it'd be like if someone back in the day like Jadakiss or or like Styles or even like Ghostface would have been using it as like a like a, a redemption type thing, like asking for forgiveness or something. I kind of heard it in that law. But then when you hear it, like, you know, with this joint, it gives you an even kind of a deeper feeling to it. Not it's like, OK, yeah. this beat can't just be used to make you reflect on some shit. And then in the past, like it's going to can actually drive the joint forward talk about what's what what actually needs to be done so i thought it was just a good juxtaposition i don't know why i automatically thought about like you know give asking for forgiveness when i heard about this when i heard this beat when it first went off yeah it's just like i don't know like a reflex no no it, it does sound like a very introspective or retrospective kind of song a- another rapper that i felt like i could have i would have liked to hear on this maybe as a as a feature on this joint would have been currency mm. i feel like currency i've heard currency on these kind of beats this kind of sounded similar to something uh that uh yeah like i said that i've heard uh, currency rap over but i agree i thought this one was really dope um benny the butcher would have been good on this joint too benny the butcher is another one again very uh like rapid like bars like this kind of beat says bars to me and and it's a dope it's an intricate beat but there's nothing too flashy about it it's it's i would i don't want to call it simplistic because it's far from that yeah it's not it's not too much pizzazz behind it you know what i mean it's just something that you want to hear good bars over and again that's what he delivered to the point where you know at first i couldn't tell where the hook started on this joint because 
he kind of continues in the same voice that he's doing the verse for the hook. So I thought this one was dope. Um, yeah, I thought this one was dope. Good, good, good song. Nice. So let's go on to number 11, which is uh, Open Air. Um, and again, you know, this is actually one of the songs that probably I would say is kind of like a filler song, I would say. I feel like the album could have done without this joint just because I, I would have liked to hear from uh, number 10 to the last song. Uh, yeah. Which again we'll talk about. Um, but again, it wasn't a bad song. It was a, it was a, it was again. I just felt like it was kind of fillerish, kind of sounding. Uh, the hook was kind of uh, again. Well, more coke bars essentially is 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 what I would say for this joint. <laughs> but uh, it, it wasn't bad. Though. It wasn't bad. But I just feel like it could have done without without this. I kind of agree. It could have done without this joint. It's. I think it's the shortest one of the shortest tracks on here too. Like I think it's yeah. barely two minutes long. Simple melody, uh, not much in the change of the flow until the bridge, uh, but the execution of how uh, he's making, how he's, uh, oh, excuse me, how he's moving the weight and like you know, ex- ex- you know, giving all that, it basically letting niggas know like the the move, like how how to move this way, how to move that way. Yep. Again, uh, the back, uh, but the background singers in the joint, I loved that joint. That was one of the the biggest highlights of that joint for me was hearing the background singers come out, uh, even though over the coke bars, but um, yeah. <laughs> but like yeah it's not a bad song but i agree with you it it could have been left off the album and it still would have been a good album yeah no i agree i agree and now we come to the last song of the evening uh i pray for you featuring malice of the clips along with his younger brother again great to hear malice back in in hip hop honestly like just in the booth doing what he does best I've always been, it was always sad for me to see that man retire because he was always my favorite of the two of them in the clips. Mm. Uh, I would have loved to see what he would have done more on his own career, just like pushed it, pushed Carp's his own lane, did really, really well. I would have loved to see Malice do the same because I think that he really would have been bigger than Push. Like, as good as Push is, I've always thought Malice was better. Um, They're they're brothers, right? Yeah, they are. Okay. Like, Like blood brothers? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but uh, I love this joint. I love the way that this joint opens with the vocals and the organ. I think that uh, the beat was amazing. Malice absolutely murdered his verse. Push killed his verse also. Like I, I think I listened to this joint. Every time I've listened to this joint, I've listened to this joint at least three times in a row. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. And I just want to give also some credit to uh, the other person featured on this song, the person that's singing the hook. I think that they did a, a fucking. I don't even normally say this, but I think they did a beautiful job on the hook. Labrinta, uh, I think. Labrinta. Isn't it Labyrinth? Labyrinth, Labyrinth or Labyrinth? I, I so that's that's my writing again. Labyrinth, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, and, and I, I thought I thought it was a dope. Even the lines that they were saying, like, yo, mm-hmm. pretty much he's saying he prays for people that he loves and people that he hates, sinners, killers, everybody. Yep. And uh, I just think that that's a really dope. Uh, part of the song especially considering the fact that you got malice on here whom he also kind of touches on that subject too uh he tells and, and i just all right first of all i think he probably had one of the best verses on his album on 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 on, on it might have been the verse of the album to be honest mm-hmm. uh simply because he kills it and the shit that he's saying is like some real shit he's mm-hmm. like saying look man like like I, I i haven't really missed much just a bunch of 
bullshit mm-hmm. rappers and and a bunch of fake drugs, synthetic yep. drugs. Yep. And so, I, I am my brother's keeper, and I know my brother act fake around y'all, so I am too. Uh-huh. <laughs> you uh, know what yeah. I'm no, he look, man. Again, I mentioned this before. Is that one of the things that I found a hard time uh, uh, depicting was who was who. Uh, I had to look up. Uh, I had to look up the uh, the lyrics to see who who had what verse. But to be honest. If I had just listened to the lyrics a little bit more uh, intently, attentively, mm-hmm. I probably would have been able to figure it out just based off of the content of it. But both of these guys killed it. Uh, I think uh, Labyrinth, I'm pretty sure it's a guy. He he killed the, the mm, hook, too. I facts. thought it was really well done. Oh, my God. The, so uh, well done. The production. Just honestly, one of the best songs on the album. Yeah, the I I think definitely. Like To me, I think this, this really is the best song on the album just because yeah. ev- everything about it hits hard. Like yeah, yeah. the subject, the lyrics, the fucking melodies, the fucking just the beat. Like it's 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 the perfect way to end this album. And I almost yeah. instinctively knew that when I was listening to it at first, just like you, I didn't, I wasn't sure who was rapping and which one. And then I was just like, all right, thinking about it, Malice hasn't had anything out in the music industry in almost a decade. So I could right. see Push giving his brother the closing joint. So I kind of assumed that Malice was going to be closing, was going to be a second. And then I was confirmed when I heard him rap. So I was just yeah, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. For sure. But For yeah, sure. no, this yeah, is no, this is a magical piece of music right here. I fucking deeply love this. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. This is one of those songs that, like, you feel. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you legitimately, from the from the moment you press play and you hear uh, the, the falsetto mm-hmm. in, in, in the hook uh, playing at the beginning or even in the intro, uh, man, that shit hits, dog. Like, it hits and... Again, the verses back it up. Like, like I feel like it does a really good job with the intro, setting up the mood for the song. And again, both Pusha and Malice, uh, they they carry it from there, dog. And it's just again, like you said, it, I, you you might be right. It might be the best song now mm-hmm. for sure. All right, well that is the last track on the joint. So, what are your overall thoughts of the project, sir? Look, man, I, I wasn't. Uh, too surprised because you know we both liked the last uh, thing that he put out, which uh, or EP that he put out, which is Daytona, which again was another relatively short project. I believe it was seven tracks. That was this is twelve. Uh, however, this is still only thirty-two minutes. Uh, and again, as somebody who watches a lot of YouTube and smokes a lot of weed and just has a very <laughs> shitty attention span. Uh, I love it. You know, I, I love that I could get through this album and I, I don't I don't mean get through it like it's a task because it is a good album. But the fact that I could listen to this album in 30 minutes is fucking great. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, it, it pretty much leaves no room for error. Uh, and, and I think be, uh, that being said, Pusha just did a really good job on this joint. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if he's going to continue working with Kanye. I'm not sure what the what the status of that working relationship is if now that he's and again i could be wrong with what i said about him being off from good music but i think that's what i heard um but nonetheless uh i hope that they can continue to work together because i feel like he they bring out the best in each other you know i I think that we could both argue that the best kanye production we've heard has been on both Pusha t's last two albums including this one oh yeah uh and, and again a lot of people would argue that Daytona is, is some of Pusha's best work. And again, you could argue the same about this joint. So I think they both bring out the best in each other and hopefully they can figure that shit out. And hopefully 
it's uh they can still keep working together but all in all man i thought it was a really good album uh as far as the score goes i'm gonna go ahead and jump out i'm gonna give it an 8.5 out of 10 i thought it was a really good album oh you know 8.75 out of 10 close to nine. <laughs> fuck it 8.75 out of 10 really really good album definitely check it out it's an easy listen for all everybody who says oh i'm not trying to hear all that rappy rap shit all right, well, this one is only 30 minutes, and it's fire. So go check that shit out. I agree with you. I gave it an 8.5 myself. Um, like you said, this album is straight to the point. No fat on that joint. All the fat was cut off. Like we said, we, sure. we collectively decided that one out of 12 tracks could be removed but didn't necessarily mm-hmm. have to be removed so like yeah, no, <laughs> that means no. that means that there's just no excess on this joint, which is perfect again like you said 30 minutes to listen to the songs are within with you know ju- every song is under three minutes it's just you know it's it's still lyrically dense so that you can still get a whole lot out of it and, and sure. enjoy the fuck out of it so like a great a great project i think this is one of the best crafted longer projects that we've actually checked out in a while because i mean honestly when was the last time we checked out an album that only had that had 12 tracks like it's been it's been a while since we've had one like a newer one like a lot of the newer Uh, ones have been kind of short well actually i guess they would be averagely around 12 tracks like 10 to 12 tracks not you don't usually get a 15 tracker anymore no you you are right um i do think that a lot of projects are a lot they're either really long or really short now Uh, like it's yeah it's 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 a guy and again i think you've said is a sweet spot for uh, amount of tracks is ten to twelve tracks. Mm-hmm. That's the sweet spot, right there. And I think that's, that's for all genres of music, honestly. For sure, for sure. Because anything after that, you know, especially in today's age, you just you're just gonna lose interest. You're not. Gonna, there's gonna be songs you don't listen to at all because, mm-hmm. again, I just think it's the way we consume music now has changed. Like everybody, I think because there's so much of it, because we have so much accessibility to so much kinds of music mm-hmm. like back in the day right you could you would just listen to an album because that was the only album you might have had or whatever mm-hmm. but now if you really want to change something you know whatever you want to listen to you can listen to it exactly so. flick a or push of a button push of a button you know what i mean so i do think that artists should continue that to continue to make again between 10 to 12 tracks so you know it's it's a lot <laughs> more easier to digest but i agree yeah. and again a great body of work uh coke mm-hmm. rap at its finest it's fine, it's uh, the return it's of the fine. clips was necessary and the the fans much appreciated i mean mwah, chef's kiss facts um it was great again like you said i actually wrote it down too short and to the point like the album is just legit as fuck again like i said yep. i gave it an 8.5 and i don't really got much else to say besides go listen to this motherfucking album if you haven't had a chance to go yes, listen sir. to this shit it's probably yes, one sir. of the best albums that will come out lyrically this entire year yeah yeah no 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 question um and I don't think anybody would deny that uh, just based off of his history and this this quality of work right here. Basically. Sure. All right. You know, this time we try to bring you guys a little bit of recommendations, no matter what it is, from across all platforms. So yes. do you have something today for the people, sir? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So listen, man, sometimes um, you got to watch a bad movie. All right. And I'm going to recommend you all a bad movie. OK, <laughs> because it's a bad movie in the sense that the execution was kind of bad. But the premise of it and the I I don't know, just overall, it, it's watchable. You got to watch it. Like, it, it's something that you're going to be like, man, this is dumb, but I like it. You know what I mean? It's one of them joints. <laughs> okay. And this is a movie called Old, and it's directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, I've seen this. 
I think I, re- I think I think this was my suggestion like a few months ago. Was it? <laughs> yeah, I saw that joint. I, I think uh, I think it was a good movie. I mean, like you said, it was it's a little bit corny at points, but like it's it's a good movie, and it was yeah. like it's one of the best M Night Shyamalan movies I've seen in a while because he's had some real duds. Oh, yeah. oh for sure, one hundred percent. He again, his shit. I feel like for a lot of people, is either it's either grand slam or like strikeout. You know Basically, I mean? like it's, it's one or the other. Um, but you know, I I actually watched this movie twice because I watched it and then I watched it with my parents because you know I told them to watch it and they really liked it and uh, I, like I said I I just think it was somewhat poorly executed in some parts but overall I think the message of the movie is actually pretty good mm-hmm. and uh, you know with with it being an M Night Shyamalan movie this is not uh, a fucking uh, I'm not giving nothing away here because if you ever watch an M Night Shyamalan movie you know there's a twist at the end oh yeah so. There's definitely a crazy twist at the end uh, that, that kind of, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say it blew my mind. But um, definitely go check that out. It is called Old, again, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. All right. And I believe it's on HBO Max. I think you are right. All right. I don't really have a suggestion for today because uh, I've just been, I haven't had any chance to really watch anything new. So, no. uh, yeah. But, um I guess that will go ahead and end the episode right there for today. Again, as always, thank you guys for listening, taking the time out to be with us. Uh, we are coming up on our 200th episode. This is episode uh, 196. So we've got four more episodes before we will have our 200th episode. So any anything that you want us to listen to, reflect on, you want us to read out loud on a podcast or anything like that, get it to us before that 200th episode and we can work on getting it on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just let us know. know. All right, y'all. Now, you know what I always say. Be good. And if you can't be good, be at least be the best that you can. And if you can't do that, man, at least make your mama proud. And if you can't do that, man, listen, bro. It's a recession out here. Niggas ain't got time for pain, for fucked up bumpers, all kinds of fender benders and shit like that. Use your fucking turn signals, please, man. Be decent. Be decent. It's, it's too hot to be outside getting motherfuckers in, in, insurance information and and now you sweating, and now your car's all fucked up, and nah, nobody trying to deal with that, bro. Nah, nah, nah. All right, y'all, take that. Heed those magical words, y'all, because the turn signals are very important, y'all. All right, y'all, take care of each other. We love y'all. Uh, keep your ass clean. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. You know all that other stuff I used to always say. And, yeah. and no matter where you at in the world, young, try to do good. Um, yes, sir. Because you know there's a lot of fucked up shit out there. So all we can do is be good to each other. All right, y'all. Hey, man, keep it up. All right, we out, y'all. Peace. Peace.